When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, how about hour number two on a Wednesday? Getting a little closer to the NFL wild card weekend, the expanded wild card weekend. Now that you have more teams in the playoffs. Texas men's basketball tonight against TCU. Trying to keep that momentum going from a big win in the state of Oklahoma. Couldn't do it after Norman. They'll try to do it after Stillwater. Texas and TCU tonight at 8 o'clock. It's Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. We'll get into a little Cowboys talk and plenty of Longhorns talk right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We do it every Wednesday at this time with Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3.com. He's at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter as well. Justin, how are you? Doing pretty well, guys. Enjoying this just absolutely fabulous weather in uh, in mid-January. How about you? Yeah, it has been some nice it's weather. Nice. I like it too. I, I'm uh, I'm bracing for whatever's on the other side of it. Yeah, because I ain't trying to stay up here for a week. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to get frozen in this building again like I have the last couple years. But uh, I, I am enjoying it right now too, Justin. We got a lot of different uh, different paths we could go down uh, with you. Before we jump specifically into Texas, give me a thought on uh, what we saw Monday night with. Uh, TCU trying to step up and challenge for a national title. It clearly did not go their way. What'd you make of sixty-five to seven? Yeah, um, that was a little surprising. Uh, not that Georgia beat them, you know, handedly. I kind of felt like that could easily happen, but just the, the the sheer amount and just just unbelievable domination. Like it was just. I guess I expected more of a fight from TCU, but you know that's a type of loss that haunts you for the rest of your life. Like that thing, that that, that night's gonna stick around for for a long time for Sonny Dykes and those guys. Um, give give Georgia credit. You know the the one thing I think was the funniest takeaway was how the Georgia players were proclaiming. You know everyone doubted us. They had us at <laughs> seven and five and six and six. Hey, look, I'm going to give Kirby Smart a ton of credit. He is genius if he convinced his team that people actually thought that this group wasn't going to win another title back-to-back. Like, it's kind of silly. You know, they doubted us. Well, buddy, in this instance, nobody doubted you. (laughs) This was supposed to happen. This was planned. This was predicted. And uh, that's one reason Georgia had so many guys come back. Um, they, They were just on another level. Their, their backups could start at most places, and they're slowly turning into uh, the, the new Alabama of college football. Yep. Justin, with you seeing TCU being preseason ranked seventh in the Big 12 and doing what they did this year, just overachieving Max Duggan, going to New York, et cetera, et cetera, 
where are you at with this Texas football team? Like, how far are they from having a season like TCU? We've been kind of talking about that all week. They got Jalen Callon coming in from Arkansas. How far is Texas going into the 2023 season? Well, I think a good indicator would be just how well Texas or how closely Texas played against TCU for one for one factor when they played this year. You know, if Bijan touches the ball more than 12 times, that's probably a, a different outcome. Uh, just, you know, Texas offense decided not to, not to show up that day, but it wasn't that far off. I thought that the Texas defense was right there with them, you know, pound for pound. Um, it shows you that anything can happen. You know, you can literally not win your conference and end up in the playoffs. You can literally lose in your conference title game and end up in the national championship. I think it shows you anything is possible. And the fact that, that TCU and those guys, you got to give them a ton of credit. They had a great season. They made that run. But ultimately, Texas has some, you know, they have more talent. Let's be honest right now. But with this roster, with, especially with the guys coming in with this, from, into this, from this class, the new enrollees that moved in a few days ago, this is a better roster. And now it needs to be – you need to see it on the field. Off the field, on paper, you, you see it top to bottom. Uh, a top five class in 2022, a top three class in 2023. You know, that's the stacking of, of talent to, to build, to, to make a run like that. So if anything has showed what, what TCU showed college football this year, anything is possible. If you've got a good quarterback, if you've got some good momentum, if you've got good depth, and you've got some speed on both sides of the ball, you've got a shot at it. And if I'm a Texas fan, that should, or any, any college, that for, for, uh, for that matter, that should give you a little bit of hope. Let's look, I mean, looking forward into this next year, Texas should have the most talented team in the conference. And I think that alone should, should give Texas fans a little bit of hope that, hey, they, they can make the same kind of run TCU did uh, they can actually do it uh, a lot sooner as well. Talking with Justin Wells inside Texas. Justin, in terms of this wide receivers coach position that's now opening up for Texas, obviously this is going to be the guy that theoretically would be coaching Quinn Ewers throwing to all that talent next year and then Arch Manning throwing to some talent after that. How big of a name do you think we might be looking at? And do you think Sark's looking pro, looking college? What are we hearing so far? Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's, you know, you, you are, I'm, not, I'm not sure about the splash hire type thing. Um, at, at wide receiver coach, I thought they did a good job last year bringing in Brendan Marion and Tashar Choice. To me, they may not have been the biggest names, but I think for, for what they brought to the table at the moment, they were really good fits, especially Coach Choice and, and, and what he's been able to do. Now you've got... You know, it, it's going to be a handful of guys. I know there's a handful of guys we've talked about uh, at Inside Texas in the mix, uh, from Rashad Samples to, to Justin Johnson to uh, J- uh, Justin Stepp uh, to, you know, Holland Wiggins at Alabama. You know, there's a handful of those that, that I think are in the mix. I don't see Texas going pro, at least at the moment. I think Sark wants some familiarity and continuity, like that, that for a guy that's possibly used to recruiting, a guy that can jump in. Uh, preferably someone from, uh, you know, Texas. Uh, you know, Marion came in without really any skins on the wall and, and stayed and, and did pretty well procuring John St. Cook and, and, and Ryan Nedwick from, 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 you know, in the borders. But right now, 
Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a big name, but I think it's going to be a solid good guy. It's going to be a good guy. It's going to be a guy that can recruit. It's going to be a guy that, that can relate to these guys and develop what's on campus. Um, I think uh, Marion may have left it better than, than he found it, but I also think that room needs some more development. I think that room needs to be upgraded uh, slightly some more. And so that guy is going to come in with some expectations. As for a big name, hard to say. But, you know, if you're able to, to, to get a few of those guys that we were talking about earlier and inside Texas, you'll be happy. You know, if you can, if you can get one of those guys like a Holloman Wiggins from, from Alabama and the job that he's done up there, not just that, but also being familiar with Sark and those guys, uh, I, think, I think Texas fans are going to be happy when this guy's named. Yeah, sorry, Texas fans. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is on the market to be a wide receivers coach, so <laughs> y'all need to get that out of y'all's heads. Jay Wells, let me ask you about Jalen Callalong, the Arkansas transfer at safety coming in. We know his pros. He was first team all SEC his first year there, but his cons are he's been injured. You know, both uh, uh, he had two uh, shoulder surgeries in his last two years. What is he going to bring to the secondary and to Pekowski's defense? All right, this, this one's fun. You know, if, if he's healthy, you're bringing in um, a, a, a ready-made impact day one starter. You're bringing in a guy that that can literally make a, a difference within minutes. He is a locker room guy. He is a program guy. If he's not completely healthy, you're still bringing in an incredible locker room guy. You're still bringing in a guy that treats, you know, his job as a college football player like it's a job. He is a pro. He handles things very, very smart, very savvy. Uh, he, he's a yes sir, no ma'am type guy. You know, Catalan was a kid that we got to know pretty well during his recruitment when he was at Mansfield Legacy, and, and Texas was basically his runner-up school behind Arkansas. He almost picked UT. Uh, many times it, it, it was close, and so I, I think you know better late than never for for this guy. You know he's got some Bob Sanders to him, guys. He just brings hat. He's incredibly athletic and instinctual. Um, you know, Catalan is, 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 is he's a, he's big time. I'll say this: I talked to someone close to the program yesterday about uh, Catalan, and, and he he didn't pull any punches. He said, "Look, if if he's healthy, he's not only the best." safety in the Big 12 immediately, he's one of the best safeties that's been on the campus in over a decade. And that, I, I thought that really, you know, really spoke to the high character and the high potential of a Catalan. This is a guy that you, they needed another guy at, at safety. You put Jaron Thompson at field safety, you put Jalen Catalan at, at the boundary, you got Ryan Watts uh, on one side of the ball with Malik Muhammad at corner on one side of the ball. You got Gavin Holmes and Terrence Brooks on the other side of the corner. All of a sudden, your secondary looks outstanding. And so, a huge fan of this take with Catalan. Uh, it, it seems right now that he is healthy. That, that's the word we've got. You just want him to, to stay that way and maintain. Big spring coming up for him to, to digest everything. And he's already earning the respect of his teammates. 
Justin, it's interesting you said Sanders earlier in the week. That's the comp that uh, Zay made. So you oh, I love Bob Sanders, Jay Wells, coming out of Iowa, playing for those Indianapolis yep. Colts. He was a dog, defensive player of the year. Love the comparison. Yeah, I like that. Uh, hearing that comp again. I know Longhorn fans would really like it if they think of Bob Sanders during uh, Catalan's time at Texas. Uh, Justin, how about this class of 24 uh, update from the last day? Trey Owens, young man out of Cypress, Texas, the uh, 6'5 quarterback, uh, class of 24, obviously, so this is a little bit down the road, but uh, what do Longhorn fans need to know? Hey, this kid can sling it. He has a whip. About 6'4", 195, almost 200 pounds. Showed a lot of development and growth over the last year. Uh, A.J. Milwee, the quarterback coach, kind of made him a priority. Uh, they, they've, been, they've been on this kid for, for quite a long time, and, and it was funny because you, you see him go through the recruiting process with the Quinn Ewers and an Arch Manning, and it shifts to Trey, to Trey Owens, who doesn't have the, you know, the same name or, or, or credentials. Uh, but it, 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 it's funny that it happens in mid-January. This is the quarterback take for this class, and I think it's really good from a post-Arch standpoint. You know, bringing in another five-star behind Arch was going to be a tall task. There's really nobody that, you know, from, from, from an elite standpoint that wants to follow Arch Manning. Trey, Joe Owens is, is, is the perfect example. This is a kid that, that will come in and work, that, that can develop into a guy. He, they won't expect him to play early. They'll, just, they'll want him to, to, to learn the system and be involved. And, and watch the tape. Threw for over 3,000 yards this year, 34 touchdowns, only six interceptions, uh, a 120 QBR. I mean, the kid, the kid has a lot of upside. Uh, Texas Tech offered Washington State. Uh, Baylor were in the mix. TCU and A&M were interested as well. Uh, Trey's a good kid. He's a really good kid. He's got a whip. Uh, he'll come in and, and put his head down and, and work hard. And, and I think it, it really sets up well for the quarterback room. So instead of trying to, to go fishing for a, some elite guy to follow Arch, you, you get a guy that you know has skills, who, has, who, who throws it flawlessly, and that is willing to, to you know, buckle down and, and, and join this class and start helping grow it. I, I think Owens, like he said it best to us at Inside Texas before his commitment, hey, you know, they check all the boxes. You know, to be able to work with Sark and, and, and Coach Milwee in that offense is, that's a lot of a lot of promise and opportunity. Trey Owens didn't play around. He didn't screw around. As soon as the offer came, we knew it was only a matter of time. Mr. Owens dropped it at ten thirty this morning and now Texas has their take for twenty twenty four and they can shift their focus to twenty twenty five, which I fully expect them to go big, big national uh at that position in that cycle. Hmm. That's what's up. Yeah. Jay Wells, Jelani McDonald, he committed from Waco Conley at the All-American game, the Army All-American game. He could do a little bit of everything, sometimes play safety, good linebacker, plays the other side of the ball. Tell us a little bit about McDonald. Jelani McDonald, you know, the funny thing about Jelani is the more this recruiting process has come, the more he, his personality has come out. I don't know if y'all watched his announcement at the All-American Bowl on Saturday on NBC. He was the last one of the day, and it was a blowout of a game, so I don't feel like many people many people were tuned in outside of Texas fans. Um, but when you think the Lord and Savior first, you got that, I respect that completely. And then you think all the pretty ladies that came out. You know, to <laughs> that me, that, awesome. that's a natural fit. That's a natural fit 
in in the locker room. You know that that's that that's what you want. You want that kind of personality. Listen, Jelani's a really good kid who is really good at a lot of things. He was a really good quarterback. He's a good wide receiver. He's a great safety. He's a good corner. He's a potentially great linebacker. He's a good shooting guard. He's a really good small forward. He's a great track star with a gold medal in, in, in the triple jump. Um, Jelani can do a little bit of everything. And this is the type of athlete you have to get every cycle. You need two or three tanks like Jelani that you can mix and match and, and find spots for. And the fact that he can play corner at that level at 6'3 was impressive. Well, you know, him, I was at a, a basketball, Whataburger Classic a couple of weeks ago up in Chisholm Trail to watch him play. And, and he shook, the, he, he had a dunk that literally shook the structure, not just the rim and the poles and the, it, everything. It, it was really raucous, but that's not the most impressive thing. The most impressive thing about McDonald was at six foot three, he guarded the other team's point guard, primary ball handler. And in doing that, the guy was about 5'9", 5'10", with good handles, good quickness. It was Jelani's ability to cut off the angles that really stood out. A kid that tall, to be able to shift your hips and move, slide your feet that effortlessly with that type of intensity and aggression at that height at 6'3", that's, that's a program kid. That's a fit. That's, an, that's a great evaluation. That's somebody you want in the program. Jelani McDonald adds a little bit of all that. Uh, Jeff Choate and him have built a great relationship. He's going to come in as a linebacker right now. Hard to say if he sticks there. I could see him playing some safety and being, uh, you know, just outstanding and rangy at 6'3". Um, but like I said, he can do a little bit of everything. and He's going to come in and, and, and do exactly what Texas wants. And, hey, he, he's a get. They, 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 they stole this kid from, from TCU and Oklahoma State and, be, be happy and thankful because uh, he can do a little bit of everything. Hmm. Man, Jay Wells, why are you talking about Jelani? He's starting to sound like Julius Peppers or Charlie Ward. Maybe <laughs> have to see him on the hardwood at Moody also, but we'll see about that. Let's talk about this. Basket. <laughs> What's up? Hey, Jay, this guy. Hey, I had, I had an announcement. My buddy was announcing one of the games at the tournament, and he sends me a message, and he said, I just saw Jelani do a Euro step from the three-point line in a layup. <laughs> He's like, I – Wow. I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that just to give you an idea. This, this kid is such a good athlete. And this is a great about senior evaluation from the Texas staff, by the way. Jelani wasn't as known going into the summer. There just wasn't a lot of attention. Ole Miss came calling. Arkansas came calling. TCU kept calling. Eventually, though, Texas was the team that won out. But this is a kid that I think should have had a lot more exposure and, and was a, you know one of the top athletes in the country, top to bottom. Man, you're all stepping from three. That sounds like Giannis. <laughs> Let's go to the hardwood, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Horns got a big one tonight against TCU. Both teams are two and one in conference play. TCU had a heartbreaker against Iowa State on Saturday. The Horns got a huge dub in Stillwater, winning by ten. Even though the offense wasn't as good as it was at Kansas State, the defense was a lot better than it was at Kansas State. What are you looking forward to tonight and against Texas? Tech upcoming more consistent play the play like we saw in Stillwater where uh, better defense better intensity better better decisions with the ball um it's the big 12 so it's going to be a roller coaster and each every you know twice a week when they play somebody my prediction is going to be 
I have no idea <laughs> because I have no idea from week to week. It's this conference, man. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to show up and and show out. You don't want to overlook anybody. Uh, I know Texas Tech's going to be a fun a fun battle, but guys, he's one of the best teams. In, I think they're number seventeen in the country right now. Um, they had a, a, a kind of a, a, a re awakening in hoops down there. And so, uh, you know, the, it's going to be interesting because you want to protect Moody. And the last time people were in Moody, they, they got a really sour taste in their mouth because of purple. Now, as long as TCU doesn't come out and periwinkle, <laughs> I think the horns will be okay. But I'll say this, man. It's Big 12 play. You can't rest for anyone. You have to bring it each each time. Uh, big battle. Get 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 this win. Get you a you know put you in a category of a, of another you know a quality win. Uh, climb the Big Twelve standings is, is day by day. This conference is hell, folks. You just got to get through it. Yeah. And by the way, K State should have gotten a technical for those jerseys. And I'm an Aggie, so I know about technicals <laughs> for jerseys, and I'm an expert on it now. You should. They should have been te- uh, teed up for that god awful color. Uh, but Justin, I have one more thing for you, sir. I know we're a little late right now, but Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys in Tampa to take on Tom Brady. They have never beaten Tom Brady. Are they going to end the string? What do you think? You're going to call me crazy, Chad. I think the poor showing in Washington was a good thing. I I like it. If they didn't need an awakening – they got one. If they didn't need their 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 you know to be shook up a little bit, they got shook up. I don't know what was more disappointing: losing to the you know the Redskins, our arch rival for life. You know, it, you never want to lose to that group, or losing with all your starters in who you probably should have set in the first place because Micah Parsons looks like he's running on fumes, and 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 Dak is basically throwing to the other team half the time. I felt like this was this was a lose lose in that regard, but it's the NFL. And and what's funny is one night, you know, one week they look terrible, and you find so many things wrong, and yet the next week they turn everything around. I, I think this bunch is looking ahead a little too far to the playoffs. I think this bunch is thankful they're not playing the San Francisco Forty ers in the first round again because I wouldn't like their odds going into that one right now. What's funny is. This is not a great Tampa Bay team. It's a Tom Brady-led team, and in any regard, and always, you have to factor that in. If Brady can't get them motivated for, 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 for a playoff game, that's, that's his M.O. That's what he's known for. I don't care how bad they are. Brady will get those guys up for 60 minutes. That's, that's what he's known for, and that's why he's the greatest at what he does. Um, but it, it, it's an excellent opportunity for Dallas to literally – knock Tom Brady out. Be a, be a team, be a program, be a franchise that knocked Tom Brady out. They've never done it. It's been, I think since the 70s, they've won on the road in the blues. So I'm kind of digging the, the Navy color jersey on the road. I'm, I'm kind of, I like that mentality. But just right now, man, Tampa Bay is just not a great team. And it's, that's, you can't take Brady for granted, but I think that combined with the fact that they look so poor against Washington and they basically had to, you know, fix a lot of stuff this week, I think that gives Dallas the chance. I think that gives them the edge. How they go into the next round, 
is beyond me uh, because I can't figure out this group for this season for some reason. Up is up, but then down is down. At the end of the day, you want to knock Brady out. This is your shot. Do it now. Don't don't do it when that team has momentum. Don't do it when they're on a, a winning streak, and don't do it when they're they're playing hellacious ball. They're not playing good football right now. Get on them early. I like Dallas on on Monday night. Woo! I hope you are right. That is awesome. <laughs> I know Cowboys fans are uh, are hoping you are as well. That's Justin Wells inside Texas on three dot com at Justin Wells two four two four on Twitter. He'll be paying attention tonight when Texas plays hoops, and he will be locked in next Monday night when the Cowboys go to Tampa. Justin, enjoy that great weather as long as it lasts. We'll talk to you next week, brother. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Justin. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. People are accusing Zay and I being hate or being cowboy haters today. We're just trying to be realistic. We need some of that, though. Yeah. We need some of that. Somebody predicted the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl earlier. We need some of that energy today because, man, I hope all that is right. Yeah. I don't, and I get to say I'm wrong on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday afternoon. I'm a I'm a hater. I'm a hater, Are but you? the game I'm throwing at you, that's just facts, though. Oh, I see. But I'm, I'm still a hater. Yeah. I don't want the Cowboys to win, that's for sure. Uh, so you're rooting against them specifically. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, well, I will definitely be rooting for them. This is just a head and heart for me. My heart wants the Cowboys to win because I like them. I like them more than the Bucks this year in terms of just the teams, but... My head says the Bucks are going to win the game. So I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Justin Wells is right. Up next, let's get a little flex segment in there. Zay got to call the Glenn Rouse game last night on TV. Glenn got the win. He'll tell you about one of their players to look out for. And more coming as the NFL wildcard weekend gets a little bit closer. This is the Horn. Oh, get ready. He's got some lungs for you. Big, big lungs. Every time I listen back to this band, I'm more and more impressed. Journey. Wheel in the sky. That's right. Yes, sir. Journey, Anthrax, Chaz, and Dave. Shout out to those guys from Journey. I know they found that other lead singer, but I still hold out hope. Maybe they'll go on tour with Steve Perry one day. This is Steve from back in the day. Big, big pipes. I'm not sure if he still has this this kind of pipes. I'm not sure if he has this kind of ability anymore, but I'd love to find out. All right, uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. We went late with Justin Wells there, so we'll get you a quick flex segment here. I want Zay to tell you about a player he saw last night and the game he saw last night with Glenn and Rouse. So let's get you a flex segment. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. And we'll talk about a couple other big scores from the area out of, uh, what is that, District 26, 6A with the lakes in it? Do I have that right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Had a big one out of that district. But uh, first, Zay, the Glenn Rouse game you guys got to call last night. What stood out to you? We talk, You talked about Glenn needing a win to keep themselves in in that district discussion, and uh, and they got the big win. No, Rouse won that game. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Rouse won. Yeah, Rouse won that game. My bad, my bad. Okay. That's all good. Rouse, I'm sorry I misread. Yeah, it's all good. Rouse won that game, and Rouse, right now, they're tied with Liberty Hill for first and 25-5A. And, yeah, Rouse looked good last night. JoJo Moore had 25 points. He's Rouse's best player, six foot six, super athletic, had some nasty breakaway dunks, and he plays point guard for them. Six six point guard. Wow. Yeah, he's crazy. Six six point in high school. Oh yeah, he threw a Magic Johnson like pass last night. He was looking in the stands, and he threw a no looker at the rim. So just picture that a one hander wow. looking in the stands. Perfect pass. Nice layup. After that, and he was a problem all night for Glenn. So yeah, look for JoJo Moore. Uh, he looks like a small D1 for sure D2 type player. Maybe if he goes the Juco route, definitely can improve his game to get to that power six level. But yeah, JoJo Moore was nice. And Cole Andrew Heights, he's a good player too. Could really shoot, could shake and bake, got to the hole a few times and had some really nice finishes. And yeah, look for Rouse to make some noise in 25-5A, tied with Liberty Hill for first place. So Remember, every Tuesday, Zay's going to be calling a game there on KBVO. We'll tell you where to check that out. And then on Wednesdays, we'll be reviewing that in the Flex segment. Also, last night, we had talked about, and Zay, you had uh, talked about that Buta Johnson upset of Westlake uh, in the last uh, back on Friday last night, Lake Travis turns around and they beat Buta Johnson. Yeah, so big, like twenty six six a. Those three teams, Westlake, Buta Johnson, and Lake Travis, they're all battling for fighting for first place now. So Lake Travis has a huge game, which me and Roger Wallace will be at next week at Westlake. Can't wait for that. But yeah, Lake Travis, that's a huge win last night. I mean Hudson Greer, who Texas offered him when Coach Beard was. Here here six seven he could do a little bit of everything he's only a sophomore but he will dunk on you he will shoot it from deep and he's a problem Westlake fans probably won't like this but he reminds me of Luke Axel oh yeah okay. he reminds me of Luke Axel put the ball on the deck not as tall as Luke Axel was but just as athletic just as skill and they also have another player at Lake Travis Ch- uh, Chaz Beagle Six six point guard lefty, hmm. he could shoot it, make some nice passes, and could really orchestrate that Coach Beatty offense. So yeah, they gave it to Buda Johnson last night. It was a double digit win. Yeah, you know, no contest for Lake Travis. And again, going into Friday into next week when they got Westlake on deck, that should be a huge game. And those teams fighting for first, Westlake, Lake Travis, Buda Johnson. I can't wait to see what happens at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking more about that as that game gets closer. 59-41 was the final with Lake Travis getting that win on the girls' side of things. Big win for Hayes last night, 44-34 to over the Liberty Hill team. So congrats to everybody who got the big win last night. Obviously, Tuesdays and Fridays, your big days for high school basketball, boys and girls. Check out flxatx.com for the schedule as those games are coming up. We'll get you a flex segment each and every day at 1.30. Still coming off of that uh, all-star game from the week end where some of the area guys were in attendance trying to get some attention as well before they head off to college lots of stuff going on uh, in the flex world you know that stuff never stops around here for snoop and the crew they're doing a great job also keep in mind the flex wednesday night show is coming up uh, right at the beginning of february i think is our target for that first wednesday night flex 
show with Snoop and Zach and the crew keeping you up to date on all of the area sports. Coming up, it's Where We At in Society with Zay. Then it's Chip Brown of Horns247.com. He had a chance to talk to Gary Patterson recently. There's an article on Horns247.com we will direct you to, but we'll get Chip's thoughts on what he thinks about Gary Patterson's future for 2023. Is he coming back as an analyst? We'll get his thoughts. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Has to be seventies. Has to be. I do not have a guess here at all. Wait a minute. Nope. Still don't have a guess. Chris Norman, Susie Kudra. <laughs> no shot. Nineteen seventy-three. Yeah, baby. Chris Norman and and Lisa Kudrow. What? Susie. And Susie Kudrow? Is that Lisa's mom back in the day? Know. I have no idea either. 73. It's a year before I was born, so I'll, I'll make that my excuse. Chris Norman and Susie Kudrow. We had Journey earlier, Anthrax, Chaz and Dave. It's all been on the show today. Hope you're having a good Wednesday. Longhorn basketball tonight. Men taking on TCU. By the way, congrats to the Texas women's team who got a nice win at the Moody Center last night. Tonight, the men are going to try to uh, kick one of the purple problems. They were unable to do it against Kansas State. Going to see if they can do it against TCU. But, as one of our guests pointed out today, 17 in the country. They are ranked like a lot of teams in the Big 12. They are tough like a lot of teams in the Big 12. And we've been uh, talking about that game today. Let's see how the long Horns look trying to go three and one in conference play. Got to protect your home floor. They've gotten these two big, nice, not two nice road wins, but they got to protect them. You can't go two and two here, Zay, because then it'll be like you didn't really get the road wins. Yeah, yeah. You got to protect home court. That's very important in the Big 12. But, you know, one thing that Justin Wells said that sticks with me and is very true it's so hard to read any of these teams because you could get a different team. Every night, because everybody's so good, and there's so much parity there. So, hey, what home team are we going to get? Are we going to get the defensive juggernaut that we saw against Oklahoma State? Are we going to get the offensive powerhouse that we saw against Kansas State? Or are we going to see the defense that we saw against Kansas State and the offense that we saw against Oklahoma State? If we combine that good offense. I was going to say, you need the middle. Yeah, we need that <laughs> middle. Know, I don't, if I'm a Texas fan, I don't want to see either of those extremes yeah, the rest so, of the year. Hey, uh, that's what the Big 12 will give you. And Yeah, yeah it, it, it's going to be a tough one, but they should prevail. Now, my pops, who just texted me, shout out to CC, appreciate you. He said that Hayes, the Hawks, beat Liberty Hill. Oh, is that right? Last night. Okay. So that should move Rouse into that number one spot in 25-5-8. Fair enough. Big-time district play going on right now in boys' and girls' basketball. And uh, we'll be covering it for you. And, of course, the Flex crew covering it like nobody else. FLXATX.com. Uh, we got more Longhorn stuff coming up with Chip Brown at 2.05, the latest on Gary Patterson. Also, what's he hearing about the wide receiver's coach position and who Steve Sarkeesian may be targeting? We will get to that right now. Where are we at in society? Let's see what Zay's got for us. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to be checking my Twitter DMs here? Yeah, check those DMs, Chad. All right. Okay, is the school Rockwall Heath? 
Rockwall Heath. Rockwall yes. Heath. All mm-hmm. right. Well, this ain't 1975 <laughs> Junction Boys. Oh, coach. no. Yes, sir. Rockwall Heath head coach placed on leave after parents report student illness slash hospitalizations. So, yeah, they're in off-season workouts right now at Rockwall Heath. And he made his students slash players do over 300 push-ups in a 60-minute span to where guys and maybe girls were injured. And the doctor slash trainer says these guys were unable to bend their arms, unable to lift arms above their head. They had dark urine, which, drink more water, I don't really understand that one, but you doctors could let me know, (laughs) and sharp arm pain. Ugh, man. Yes. So it just seemed like a pretty extreme workout to where coach – Placed on leave for it. Wow. 300 push-ups in, you say, 60 minutes? Yes. 300 in an hour. That's a lot of push-ups. That's a lot of push-ups. I mean, it depends. And also, I guess it depends on when you're saying a high school coach, uh, it depends on, you know, what level we're talking about. You're talking about high school. This but, is high know. school. Yeah, eighth period. So a high school age here. But if you're talking about, are we literally just talking about a PE class here? Well, eighth period is usually... An athletic class. Yeah, or is this a true team activity? Is this off-season workouts for a particular sport? Yeah, I, he is the head football coach, so I would ooh. assume it is. Yeah, that's a, I mean. Like you can't, you definitely can't do this with a PE class. No, I would hope not. That's why I asked. I'm hoping it's not that. But even if it is off-season for, for one of your sports, yeah, 300 in an hour, might be a little extreme. And then if you got... Doctors coming in on the backside of things, talking about the the results, and like you said, if we're talking about just you know when you, I'm I'm guessing when a doctor says dark urine, I don't think they just mean dehydrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I bet when a doctor says those words together, they don't they they mean that to be something serious. So uh, maybe maybe it does require a little leave of absence because if you're the head football coach at a, I, I mean it's Rockwall. I I don't know if that's a Four, five, six A area. I think Rockwall's got a lot of folks in it. But if you don't know that, like it's 2023, you can't man. do this type of stuff no more. And I know old heads right now listening to us say, "These kids are soft." I can't believe it. Back in my day, coach wouldn't even let us get a swig of water. And I get that. I but yeah, I don't remember 300. Yeah, science has come, come a long on. way, and something like this, depending on who it was. Uh, uh, yeah, it could be tough. I remember run, you know, I remember, you know, runs and I remember, cause I didn't play football specifically, but I did go through the off season program cause I was playing another sport. So we would all come together to do off season stuff. I remember runs and I remember, but I don't ever remember that. All right. 500 pushups. I don't ever remember anybody doing that, making us do that kind of stuff. I don't remember that either. That's a lot, dude. CC was tough. CC's tough in the offseason. Remember lifting tires and going out on the track and, you know, plyometrics, jumping on the boxes and things like that. I remember all that, a little obstacle course type of thing. But 300 push-ups? Yeah, I never had that. One hour? We did the dragon of tires where you had the vest on one side, you had like the inner tube that you put around your shoulders, and you would either drag the tire up the hill or run down the hill and try (laughs) try to beat the tire to the bottom. That's what we were doing. We're getting the old country workout going. And watch the <laughs> That's hella country. But I don't ever remember anybody saying, let's go Herschel Walker. Let's go 300. What was it Herschel used to do? He used to get up and do like 1,000 
of one and fifteen hundred of the other. Damn. I think it was a thousand push ups and fifteen hundred sit ups he would claim he would do every morning and he never worked out. Like never actually lifted weights. Right. That was the legend around Herschel Walker. I don't lift weights, but I get up every day and I do this many push ups and this many sit ups. That hmm. was supposedly Herschel's deal. Wow. But three hundred in an hour is a lot. That's a lot. Uh, all right, we hope they get that situation figured out there at Rockwall Heath. And the question nowadays, I guess, would be, does he get totally removed from the job, or is it just a little bit of leave? Is it something that could be forgiven and you move on? And like, okay, all right, my bad. We'll cut it down to 50 push-ups. I'm sorry. I'll tell you what. If I'm the parent of one of the kids that went to the hospital, I, I don't have no problems with Coach. Like, son, we have a serious problem with uh, your work ethic and where you're at with your body. Oh, ain't no way you should be going to the hospital 300 push-ups. Like, I know that's a lot, but the hospital? So you'd go, you'd go old school on the kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just for my embarrassment. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing in the offseason to where you're struggling this much? We need to get you to the track tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to get a couple mile runs in. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that's an issue, especially if you're trying to be a big-time football player. <laughs> Now, that is the biggest concern if you're a Rockwall Heath football fan. Like, wait, what happened? Huh? Wait. The left guard did what? The left guard passed out halfway through 300 push-ups? Can't lift his arms? What? Oh, man. Yeah, if it's a PE class, you can't do it. If it's off-season football, maybe some concerns. Uh, maybe some concerns. We may, we may want to double check. And it sounds like Coach is hot right now. It sounds like this team went one for 12. Yeah. Maybe 2-11. and 11. I don't know their schedule and how it looked, but I don't think they made the playoffs. He's trying to do a little who wants a piece of that championship yeah. <laughs> with 300 push-ups. Is that what he's trying to do? How bad do you want it? Come on. All right. There's some where we at in society. We do it every day at about 1.45. Up next, your 2 o'clock hour starts with Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Is Gary Patterson going to stick around for another year with Texas? That and the wide receivers coaching position. We'll see what Chip's hearing. Coming up on the horn.